All right, and we're live. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Multiverse Show, Season 5, Episode 3, uh, the greatest show on Mondays. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we got a short show for you guys, which is me and Sam covering some of the more detailed topics this evening. Um, so first off, on the docket, we need to do our introductions. Uh, you have yours truly, Anchorman B2, I, I, Ivan Seiler here, just doing my regular spiel uh, here on the Multiverse Show. And we also have the White Wolf himself, Mr. Samuel Tolbert. Hey, uh, it's good to be here, just the two of us, but you know what? We're going to make it work. We've done this before, and uh, we can do it again. So I'm happy to be here with my good pal Ivan, and uh, yeah, let's get this show on the road. All right, so let's get things started. Uh, first off, just the question we ask every single week, what have you guys been playing? Uh, Sam, what have you been playing, sir? Yeah, so I recently 100%ed Ori's collectibles, like all the, you know, not all the achievements. I'm working on the achievements now, but all the different collectibles you can gather, all the side quests, all that sort of stuff. I maxed that out. Amazing, amazing game. I really enjoyed doing it. Uh, beyond that, in my usual grinding in Gears 5, I also finished Little Nightmares. Um, I had not played it. I know it came out a couple of years ago. Uh, from Tarzier Studios. It's a short horror game. It's about three to four hours long on your first try. You can beat it in under an hour if you know everything to do. Very similar to Inside and like Limbo. Um, if you've ever played those games, you have an idea of what to expect. And it's it's very interesting. I don't want to give it too much away because it is a shorter game. I think it stumbles a bit towards the end, but it's still how do I put this? It deals with like aspect ratio horror very well. It uses a heavy depth of field effect to like blur the horror in the background. And it really sells the idea of, Hey, this world is bigger than you. Everything is so much bigger than you. You know, you're a tiny kid and household objects are giant to you. Like you, it takes all your might to carry a pair of scissors or something like that. And it uses that dynamic very well in intriguing ways to make things that wouldn't normally be horrific actually become nightmarish. Um, so it, it's pretty good. It, it's like I said, even though it stumbles towards the end, it was a good experience. And beyond that, I've been chugging away to Mortals Phoenix Rising. That game is really clicking with me. I'm, uh, I'm really enjoying it. All right, nice. I have played nothing. I uh, mean, not really true. I play a little bit of the medium, uh, <laughs> just a little bit, and a little bit of going county. So, what? I know. I've been having a great time though. Uh, we got a new cat. So her name is Frodo. He's off at boarding school right now. So we're working on that. Um, having a good time, as usual. Um, yeah. So let's go ahead and just jump right into this. So this is, there's been a lot of stuff that's been going on here. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, yeah, I played a little bit of Mario Party, too. I uh, played Super Mario Party with uh, oh, nice, Dollface. Nice. Yep. Uh, fun times. Uh, that Koopa Troopa is a bastard. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway, good times. Um, so we also got to do some really cool stuff over the week. Uh, lots of crazy news happened last week. Um, some Honestly, I'm kind of glad we left less people on tonight because it just it gives us more opportunities to really discuss some more of the details and the nuances to some of these stories. Um, uh, we also we're gonna have Dollface on next week because uh, they did a update for Animal Crossing and it's a pretty big one from what I'm told. And so she's doing research as we speak, so she'll be on next week to kind of discuss with that uh, on the Nintendo side of things. Um, also, so let's go let's start talking about GameStop. So. 
over the last um, few years, GameStop has not been doing well in the stock market, like at all. Um, a lot of places, like Robinhood in particular, last year when they were kind of getting trying to get their foothold, they were giving away GameStop stock as like people's first stocks. <laughs> um, I believe, don't quote me on this, uh, it was like trading for like less than $10 a share at one point, like back in like August, I think. It was a, it was a fairly low stock. <laughs> Um, over this last little bit, though, uh, <laughs> they have had a giant jump. And so a lot of people didn't really understand what was going on. And that's why Sam and I are here to try and explain a little bit. Sam, can you kind of give a, just a general gist of what's going on here? Maybe not like the details, but just a good idea of like what's going on in the stock market okay, right yeah. now. So I can, I can give an incredibly, incredibly simplified overview, but this is A, this isn't going to do it justice, and B, for the love of God, don't take this as financial advice. Uh, okay, so sweet Lord, no. That, just, that should go without saying here. Basically, a group of people on Reddit, Wall Street Bets is the subreddit, noticed that some investors, some hedge funds on Wall Street were trying to do what is called a short sell. To my very limited financial understanding, a short sell is the idea that you borrow a stock, and how can you even borrow a stock? That's another question. I don't understand that kind of thing. And then you sell it, and then you're looking to buy it back at a much lower price. Um, so basically, the idea is you make a profit in the space it takes for you to return the stock. I, you got to get your head around that concept. I barely understand it, like I said. Anyways, Redditors realized that's what was happening to GameStop, and that's why one of the reasons the stock price was so low. Not that there weren't other reasons, as we've covered before. GameStop has been in a whole heap of trouble, so there's plenty of other reasons. Um, and so they started intentionally not selling their GameStop stock. They started buying it and holding on to it and not selling at all, which would go against you know what basic math would tell you to do with where GameStop stock is at. A GameStop stock. This is going to tongue twist me into a tie here. And anyways, I'm I'm going to say GS to to avoid getting tongue tied. The GS stock skyrocketed in price, and by skyrocketed, I mean it hit dude what 300, 350 a share. Yep. Something like that. It, it that was range. crazy. It went up. It wiped out the the wealth of several hedge funds, billions. They had to get billions in funding immediately, and even that is in danger of failing or has been wiped out from what we're hearing. So it has turned into this battle between Reddit and Wall Street. That is the very, very, very simple overview. Yep. Um. So I kind of want to like try to explain this to other people too, at least in terms of what they're talking about a short squeeze, because I know for a while. It, these terms are confusing, um, so I tried. This is a this is the analogy that I've been using that I think that is a little better to help people understand it. So let's say, Sam, you and I are just regular Joe schmoes. We're on the street. Um, you have a hot dog stand. So with you, you have a hot dog stand. You're selling hot dogs for a dollar a dollar a dog, like pretty standard fare. Um, Normally, the person comes up to you, says, hey, I want one or two hot dogs. They pay you right then and there. You get a hot dog. Um, but that's more of a consumable item. So the next little bit here is that let's say I come up to you, uh, Sam, and I say, hey, Sam, I want to buy 100 hot dogs. That's a lot of hot dogs for you to sell all of a sudden because most people buy, you know, one or two. You say, I want to I buy 100 hot dogs. And he's like, but here's the thing. I want the hot dogs now. 
but I'll pay you whatever they're worth tomorrow. Because you're getting that guarantee you are going to buy those hot dogs. And so what they do is they say, right. well, we're not worth a lot of money. We could really use that little bump. So we're going to bet that the value of our hot dog is not going to go down tomorrow if we sell it to you today. We give you the product today. So what they do is you give me 100 hot dogs. And at that point, you're just hoping that nothing happens to your company. Or maybe it goes up a little bit more uh, by tomorrow in 24 hours. For me, then I want to sell your hot dogs immediately. I want to try to either sell them for either the same of what I bought them for, or maybe a little more, probably not a little more, but maybe probably a little less. But what I'm hoping to do is I hope that the price of your stock or your hot dog is going to go down by tomorrow. So if I can like you know, go on right. TV, start talking about how your hot dogs are rancid or whatever, and say, yeah, those hot dogs are rancid. Yeah, they're the only hot dogs in town, but... Hey, I'll sell it to you for 75 cents instead of paying the dollar for him. And I get people to believe your price is like 50 cents a dog. So for me, every every hot dog I sold for anything over 50 cents is profit for me. And so by the time it comes for me to actually pay you for the hot dogs, I have a profit. And that's how a short works. So for me, I benefit from your um, from me bad-mouthing you. So what's happened in more, again, more of these terms here is that basically the same situation came up where I offered to buy you hundred hot dogs from you, but you know, Mike and James and fame and the rest of them, they heard that I'm like, Oh, talking crap about you talking, say how bad your hot dogs are. So what happens is that you, they go out and they start buying your hot dogs as many as they possibly can. So because you're in demand, you can now charge a higher cost. So by the time, if I, so I still do that and I start selling them for, you know, for a dollar or less for a hot dog, by the time I come back to pay you, the value of your hot dog is more. And since I already signed a contract saying I was going to buy 100 hot dogs, I have to pay you whatever they're worth. So what's going on here was that where people were expecting to pay like, you know, 10 to $20 a share for GameStop, they were expecting to pay that much for them. Now they're paying four hundred dollars, <laughs> or three fifty, for each stock that they promised. <laughs> they're just kind of screwed, and this is what's scaring everybody. Um, there's a lot of like extra drama on top of this too. Um, like Robinhood is more of a normally if you want to buy a stock, you had to go through a broker of some sort. Um, Robinhood kind of basically cut out the middleman there, and so you were you could buy stocks directly and immediately. So it was kind of like viewed with skepticism at first, but now uh, you see people clamoring for regulation against Robinhood uh, from the government. It is really, really crazy. But hey, I will say this: yeah, it's wild. It, it, it is it, really is nice to see. This is one of the wildest things I've ever seen. There's, there's no other way of putting it, dude. This is one of the wildest things I've ever seen. Yeah. Hey, it's really nice to see people being united, though. <laughs> like I said, what's going on? Yeah, there is that. <laughs> there is yeah. that for sure. Um, other than that, um, at least in terms of that front, um, if you guys, the, the people that are sitting at home don't know how the stock market works, um, saying like, GameStop's terrible. They're not doing so great. Like, why, like, how are they worth that much money? It's like, it's not really based on that. The stock market's about speculation, it has very little to do with how, how what value a company's actually worth. 
um, and what they actually produce. So it, it has very little to do with that. So um, it's just, it, it's one of those things where it's just kind of like, all right, well, we, here we are. We figure out what we're going to do with this. Um, anything else you want to add about the GameStop thing before we move on to the, the next topic? Um, nothing that I feel equipped to actually talk about. This has opened up so many cans of worms and so many debates and investigations, like you mentioned on Robin Hood, and then I think Webull is another stock trader, and then just, there's so much going on here. It's absolutely wild, but I think a lot of it is still speculative. Um, Hollywood is trying to make a movie out of it. There's oh that. yeah, they've already signed the rights to the movie away, and it's not even over yet. <laughs> yep, exactly. Which, I don't know, feels like maybe you should let the thing play out if you want yeah. to make a historical documentary about it. That's just me, though. That's just my personal opinion. Um, anyways. <laughs> so, but I, I think we can safely move on. All right. Um, next little bit of just kind of general news and stuff. Uh, this is also kind of in that same kind of vein of like a little more serious kind of thing. Uh, so today we got news about Google Stadia. Um, right. Again, if you don't remember, and I wouldn't blame if you don't remember, uh, Google put his uh, well put their hat in the ring in the gaming sphere. Was it two years ago now? Um, uh, it was 2019. I thought I thought it was early 2019. I don't remember the exact day, but I feel like it was in there. Pardon me. Yeah. Um. So they launched their system. Uh, for those of you who don't remember at least how Stadia worked, you had to buy, you didn't have to buy your own console necessarily. There was, there was something you did have to purchase if you didn't have, I think it was a, a Chrome stick or something. I forgot. But like there were certain things you could have where you could stream your own games. But the, the, real, the real rub in this was that the when you bought a game, uh, you had to pay like, you know, the full price for it. But then like, if you wanted to stream it in good quality, you had to pay a subscription on top of the game, stream your game. It just, it was just unbelievably high for no particular reason. <laughs> it's just like, okay, yeah, it's cool. I don't have to have anything on a hard drive that just covers it up, but the quality is not even that good. So it's, just, it's one of those random little things. It was like they, people were clamoring for them to try to fix their model and make it more palatable, and they just never really did. Um, but they did have a couple studios were working on some projects, but we got news today that a uh, stadio is actually closing shop on their internal studios. Uh, at least as of now, they're not making any content for their, their platform and they're going to be relying on third parties. <laughs> Please Sam, tell um, us your wisdom. I don't, I'm sorry. I usually try to take a very upbeat professional, even on here when I'm relaxing, I tried to take a professional attitude towards this kind of stuff. There's nothing I can say here except, wow, this went down exactly like we thought it would, huh, Google? I mean, that's the way it comes across. So tell me if I'm missing something, man. But it, building teams from the ground up in the gaming industry takes time. It takes a long time. It takes hard work. And it takes a lot of money. And you got to have all of them. You got to be willing to do all of those. And I remember saying at the time, I remember saying when we covered the reveal of Stadia that the one good thing Google did with all of this mess is that they got Jade Raymond to start organizing their first party effort and to like, you know, build teams from the ground up. It would have been better to do it a while ago, but, you know, nonetheless, at least they were doing it. 
And now all that seems to have been for naught. Uh, per Kotaku, a report from Kotaku, about 150 people have been affected. Some may find jobs at Google. Uh, most will not. That's just the, the way of it. And I'm sorry, Stadia as a platform is dead. I know it hasn't died yet. I know they haven't pulled the plug or anything. I know you can still play your games, and they say they've still got third-party games coming, and I believe them. But it, it's dead. You will not survive without a first-party effort. If they were going to do this, all they needed to do— you didn't even have to keep expanding or growing or acquiring. But those three, they had three studios, okay? They, they founded two internally, and then they acquired Typhoon Games, the uh, developers of Journey to the Savage Planet. A lot of ex-Ubisoft devs led by Alex Hutchinson. Um, good game, got decent reviews. And you're not even going to let any of those three make exclusive content for you? Give people a reason to sign up for Sadia? People aren't signing up for the ability to stream a third-party game conveniently. People aren't paying for that. People pay for the same reason they pay for anything else, exclusive games. That is what drives. you got to have content. Um, this is the beginning of the end for Stadia, or the middle of the end. Yep. It's only a matter of time until those deals run out. And It's the same thing that like uh, Google did with YouTube and stuff, it's like, or really any acquisition Google gets. If they don't start seeing a return on investment fairly quickly, they just start pulling the plug. They'll let it die. Like they, they have to see something coming through. Um, but they just kind of, that's the thing that they just kind of hope that things happen and things take off. Exactly. But if it doesn't, it's exactly. like, well, okay, whatever. I think you know what I think the most disappointing thing here is, dude. This what? officially, I mean, Watch Dogs aside, because I think she it was was it Watch Dogs or Far Cry Four. Like she had Jade Raymond had a hand in a game that a Ubisoft game that came out in 2014. I believe she had a hand in something like that. Otherwise, apart from that, she's in the same pile with Ken Levine and Amy Hennig in terms of like just completely written off this generation. Nothing happened. Like imagine that's I mean I know 150 isn't a ton. There are individual studios at Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo that have more people. That's 150 people who you gave the promise of, hey, we're going to make games. This is a new way of making games. We're the fourth player in the industry. It, it actually kind of gets me heated. It kind of gets me mad because even if I never believed in Stadia, I wanted to. I wanted to believe in competition. I wanted to believe that they would prove me wrong. I wanted to believe that Google had something else planned, that they were going to keep pushing, that they were going to make their way into the industry. They aren't. That's just what it comes down to. That's just what it comes down to. And all the people saying, oh, well, I guess we don't need to worry about, you know, Google buying uh, all those studios. I guess that was overblown fear. No, it wasn't. They did buy someone. It just turns out that they didn't buy anyone else. And that is concerning because Typhoon is gone. A smaller team. Sure, a smaller team, absolutely. Not a huge, huge, massive loss, but it's people who lost their jobs. It's people who might have to relocate. That sucks. Imagine if they had bought Bethesda. That would have changed everything. Like if... Yeah. Can you hear me? Um, yeah, yeah, I can hear you. It's just, it, I'm, yeah, I'm it, actually it... heated. I, I'm actually heated, dude. Like this... It... I don't care what any tech bros in my mentions want to say about the platform still being solid or the tech being solid. Stadia is now dead. This is just yeah. the death rattle from here on out. That's yeah, you don't you don't completely pull the plug on all your studios and if it's doing well. Mm hmm. Exactly. So. Exactly, that. man. Yeah. 
All right. Um, so next little bit too. We had a couple deaths that happened over the last week. Um, so they, the guy, if you watch Saved by the Bell, the guy who played Screech died. It's not. It was, he was young, but I don't really care. I'm sorry. Just not, not really. Um, so other uh, larger one. Uh, this is actually for Resident Evil fans. Uh, we had a uh, Jeanette Moss who plays one of the uh, vampire women in a uh, Resident Evil yeah, Village. What, uh, she passed things... away. Yeah, yeah, one of the daughters or, or all of them. It sounds like she she voiced them. Maybe did some performance capture or whatnot. Um, either way, like it, it sucks. It, it definitely sucks. And Capcom did and say I'm, this. I'm, this is like one of her best performances I'm... coming up. So this is going to be a big. I guess it's an emotional thing, especially for the family. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big, big time. If this would have been, I don't want to say a starring role, but a big role for her, like a yeah. big, a big thing. Um, God, it, it cancer sucks. Uh, all this stuff sucks. And uh, my heart goes out to her family. I hope and pray they are able to find some measure of peace through the fact that people have latched on to and love the design that Capcom went for. And they love her daughter's performance. I, or they're, you know, her performance. I, I hope that I hope that brings some measure of comfort. All right, uh, next little bit. So we're gonna talk about uh, MLB the show. So if you watched our Game of the Year show, 2019, middle of the show, halfway through, we With got a big news news. Yep, <laughs> right in the middle of the fight between Resident Evil Seven being recognized and not. Um, uh, we had some breaking news that came through. Um, that the contract between the uh, MLB or Major League Baseball and Sony was kind of in, under threat of going under. Um, whether and so they changed the terms of it to make MLB the Show a multi-platform game starting in 2021. Um, right. So years ago, and I'll try to keep this very brief. Um, sports. Uh, organizations were signing exclusivity rights at least to different companies uh, for certain parts of their franchises and one of them that had occurred was uh, with MLB and they Sony got them um, EA got Madden and so on and so forth now with Sony in particular the funny part with that is that so they've been doing this pretty much by themselves and don't really have any competition for a while And but the MLB, the MLB franchise uh, with the show has been excellent for what I'm told. Like this is one of the best one of the best sports games that comes out on a regular basis. Um so again, supposedly MLB was willing to leverage uh their license and Sony instead of letting it pass uh decided okay we'll make a game for Xbox. Um so now the box art finally was revealed, um, and now everyone's talking about it again because they're all supposedly surprised again. Like, this is brand new information. Um, so the interesting part is there is a PlayStation Studios logo on the box <laughs> in particular, uh, which kind of opens the pave, uh, well, opens the way for future games to be published under that logo on other platforms. We know this is kind of like a special circumstance that's kind of obvious, but this is uh, how they went about doing it is very interesting to me. Um, so I say so I kind of wanted your impressions on just the, the general concept. Do you think this is going to be um, a 
them kind of you know, sticking their like their toe in the water kind of thing, like they did with like Horizon Zero Dawn and like PC. Or you think this is just like a hey, we're contractually obligated to do it. We want that money anyway, kind of thing. I de I definitely think this is not the Horizon Zero Dawn situation. The Horizon Zero Dawn situation is a hey, this engine runs on PC. We've sold every PS4 copy we're going to sell. Let's check it out. Let's see what we can do. Maybe more PC ports in the future. I personally think there will be, but, you know, maybe not. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how Sony goes with it. Um, this definitely 100% feels enforced by the MLB. Like, I mean, we said it then, and we theorized it then, rather. And, we'll, and I'll say it again now. This feels like... MLB went to them. They went and said, hey, you do a really good job, Sony San Diego. You do a great job every year, so we're giving you an offer. We want to take this multi-plat. Make it for everybody, or we'll pull it and take it to someone else. I don't have inside info or anything, but I, I think a healthy amount of common sense can be applied here to reason that out. It just makes sense. Take-Two and or EA had to be knocking at their door saying they were willing to do it for everyone. And it was a matter of, does Sony want to keep getting the money for this, or do they want someone else to do it? And I think, in this case, swallowing their pride and allowing, you know, the, and it's weird, but, like, allowing them to make it for Xbox and whatnot was the right call. Uh, now, what's interesting here is that it's coming to Xbox, uh, Xbox One and Xbox Series X slash S, but not to PC or Nintendo Switch. And I do think that's interesting, um, especially no PC. Yep, that is interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, for me, I kind of still have the, of the mindset of this is them just trying to make a, the most out of a bad situation. And so them being like, oh, mm -hmm. we have to be multi-plat, so we'll just pick somebody else. <laughs> and it's like, well, we've already tested the waters of PC. Let's see about Xbox, potentially. Like, It, it probably was just something like that, where they had to pick somebody else. And it was like, well, mm -hmm. I don't know. Let's see what we can do. Um, right. I don't think this is going to be like a, like a long thing, like, oh, yeah, from now on. But I think it's more of them just getting an opportunity to try and see if they can do it. Um, um, yeah. Maybe. Like, I do think, I mean, moving forward, MLB is multi-plat. That's just obvious, right? Like, that's they're not going to go back on that by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. So we'll see what happens, um, at least in terms of how this goes forward. Um, what else mm -hmm. is there? There's a couple other things. I wanted to bring oh, up. It, while oh. you think, while you think of whatever news uh, you want to go over, I do think it's worth mentioning that this supports cross progression and cross play. So that's pretty cool. Uh, your friends, like you will be able to play together on PlayStation and Xbox across generations. Oh, that's cool. Um, so, also, other little piece of news that came out just, like, in the last hour or so. Um, Judgment is coming to, um... Um, sorry, give me a second. Let me just pick this up real quick. Yeah, no worries. Uh, while you say, while you bring up whatever you want to there, uh, I can go ahead and tell you that Judgment is coming to Xbox Series X, Series S, PS5, and <laughs> Stadia um, on April 23rd. So not coming to base Xbox One, which is interesting. Yep. Also, under, the other weird little thing I'm reading about it right now is actually, um, they're talking about with um, this one. So Judgment is not going to have a 
a free PS5 upgrade at all. That's correct. That's correct. So that's interesting. Like, uh, so the word, so what's doing is it's coming to Xbox, uh, the Xbox Series S and X. Um, but like, you're gonna have to pay forty dollars to get the PS5 upgrade for PS4, mm-hmm. which is pretty steep, honestly. I mean, really, that's 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 a lot. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Uh, PS4 owners are getting the short end of the stick here, no question. Um, obviously, it's okay. Like if you're just coming in now and buying it, that's fine. Oh sure, if you're coming in, or like, okay. or if you only played, oh, you only played the base game and no DLC, because this upgrade does include the all the DLC. The DLC. So right, like right. that, that would be okay. But like, if you like, mm-hmm. if you're a big fan of this game, yeah, you kind of get screwed, man. Yeah, no. If you if you bought all the DLC and all that, like it's uh, it, it's kind of sucky in that case. Yeah. It's uh, but you know, um, it's cool because it's funny, man. Yakuza is one of those franchises that it really started popping around 2017, is yeah. when I would say. Uh, that's when you start started hearing a lot of people talk about, yo, these games are actually really good, and they're coming over to the West only on PS4. And it was very quietly one of those big PS4 exclusives. It was quietly one of those franchises that, like, this is, hey, a good reason to have a PS4. These games are not small. These are big games. This is cool stuff. Um, so it's really good that uh, now more people are going to get to play it, obviously, and the Yakuza franchise has been coming over to Xbox. In fact, all of them except six are currently in Game Pass right now. Uh, yep. Well, okay, and, and well, like no, a six is in the there too. Like a well, well, it's not in there yet. It's coming in March. It hasn't released yet. I thought it just came out. Oh no, sorry, no, 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 no sorry. It's not out yet officially. It's just uh, it's they, they, they had the tile in Game Pass. Ugh. Right, right, but yeah. it's it's not out officially. It will be very shortly. It will be uh, middle of March. So that's pretty cool. Like right now, uh, with this, because I know it's a spinoff, but it is a Yakuza game. Nonetheless, this is a spinoff of the Yakuza franchise. It takes place in the world of Yakuza. So with this, all these big games are going to be available on Xbox as well. Uh, That's pretty cool. That's not a bad turnaround for essentially three and a half years. That's not bad at all. Not bad. Awesome. Um, What else is there? The rest after this part, this rest is just tiny little news. Like it's just been like little little bits and pieces here and there as the cycle starts up for the year. Um, Sure. uh, What else is there? I mark. I had earmarked something else earlier today. Thought that'd be interesting. Um. Anything else you want to add, Sam? Before I before we kind of wrap things up here, because I know there's something else. Tencent is making investments left and right. Uh, we've talked about this before. We'll talk about it again. They acquired a minority stake in Don't Nod, a majority stake in Klee Entertainment, and are reportedly raising billions of dollars for a big, big investment in either America or South Korea. So um, Tencent continues being Tencent. Uh, that's yeah, that, that that is what it is, and I think that's interesting. Um, and some more financial stuff that's still interesting. The European Commission is set to rule on Microsoft acquiring Zenimax Media by March 5th. Yep, um, that is a very, very quick turnaround compared to what the stuff they usually do. This stuff usually takes months. 
for them, yeah. if not like over a year in some cases, like when Google acquired Fitbit, I think that took 18 months to clear. This was filed on January 29. So the fact that they only need five weeks to make a decision, uh, this is going through. And it's going through yeah. with ease. This is not, this is them rubber stamping all the papers and making sure everything looks good. That's that's all it is. But I think it is interesting in that it might give us a frame of t- like a time frame for when maybe Bethesda actually gets fully integrated. Like I'm not saying it'll happen that day, but maybe, you know, okay, middle of March, late March, that's when we can look to them to make a full announcement. Yeah. It'll probably be around there, as I around that time, but it probably won't be like in terms of like the actual structure being solidified till probably this time next year. Um, mm-hmm. things go up in the air. They try to like reorganize. Like there's gonna be some. I can tell you guys now. It's probably gonna be some layoffs. Um, not a lot. Like not even ten percent probably. But you know a little bit. There's always some redundancies in an acquisition. Um, so this, this mm-hmm. is how it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but they've gone out of their way to say they're trying not to make any cuts. So yeah. it's going to be minimal if there is anything. Sure, but mainly like, like o- over management. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, what else? There any interest here? Um, yeah. Kind of wrap this up here. Uh, Sam, what are you kind of looking more forward to playing in the few in the coming coming weeks? Uh, if I'm being honest with you, a lot of stuff has been delayed, <laughs> and there's yeah. not a lot I'm looking forward to immediately in the coming months. This is a very, very, very good time for you to be going over, um, uh, sorry, lost my train of thought there. Backlog. This is a very good time for, yeah, for you to be going over your backlog. I guess the next game I'm aware of that I'm looking forward to is if the leaked listing is true, uh, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. And mm-hmm. so if it's true, if that leak is true, it's coming out in March. Yep. If if that's true and they actually put, like, real work into it, I'll replay them. I'll do it. <laughs> Those games were good. And, like, I, I ran through all of them right before Andromeda came out. I I'd, I'd be playing it again. I would want to do it, especially this time around, so I don't get everybody killed in the in Mass Effect Two. <laughs> I'd be more interested in Mass Effect One though, because I, I, that one was hard to play. It did not age well at all. Yeah. Um. What else is there? Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how much stuff is polished out. Oh, did you finish Cyberpunk? I did not. I've made more progress, but that is one of those games when I say backlog, like I'm counting it in there like I want to get it finished up. Yep. Um, so yeah, I just I finished my first playthrough of Cyberpunk. So uh, I've already started my second mm-hmm. character. Um I will say it is very good. Um very, mm-hmm. very satisfying ending. Um Okay. At nice. least in terms of like how they cut they do the whole um well, I should say do the whole thing. They do a similar kind of thing like um, Obsidian tends to do, where they give a good wrap up, mm-hmm. like after the fact. So. Right. No, that's, face, that's I'm good. not that's, giving I, away I, any I like details the, like, like that. I like the way Obsidian wraps their games up, so that's cool. That's good to hear. Yep. But they do they do a little bit of that, but it's still distinctly their own flavor. Um, but it's not like um, 
Witcher 3, where it was like, hey, here's a canvas sure. painting of what happened. And that's it. They right. they give you some more than that. Um, it's kind of that. Um, so I'm going through my second playthrough, but I'm trying to go really slow until they start doing more. But, but this is my last question for you because you're you're a resident CD Projekt Red expert. Do you think they're ever going to do multiplayer sure. for this game now? Given all the stuff that's happened. I'm going to be real with you. I think it happens, but I don't think it happens anytime soon. Like, I, yeah. we could actually be talking. And in fact, no, I don't think we could actually. I think we could easily be talking late 2022. Yeah. Easily. If not, like, early 2023. I do think it happens, but it's just clear that's not where their priority needs to be. There's so much more stuff for them to work on. Um, so this, I, I've been thinking about this like the last week or so about how they're going to do that because I think there's so many people who are either going to have the game completed and have done everything in the game by this point so there's no reason for them to go back at all I don't know if they can do an experience where it's like hey you're playing as V and there's other people who are also V but their own V I don't know if they can actually do that. Like, and just because of like, they're talking about not even having the next gen upgrades until the end of the year. So I'm kind of like, I don't, I just don't see it being feasible for them. So I'm just, I'm very skeptical. Uh, but the part I'm interested in is that what if they made it more of like a GTA experience where it's like, you make, you make a brand new character and it's way more focused on like fixers and uh, gangs and that kind of thing in that relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that that yeah, would be at least I, interesting to me. I, I think it do. would be. I think it's just I don't know how to put this. Like people enjoy GTA Online because it's sort of a second life situation. If that makes sense, like you yeah. can just hey, this is my life in GTA, and I'm wondering how well Cyberpunk can replicate that if they go for a more GTA type yeah. experience. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just saying I think they have their work cut out for them, especially because we saw how um, they had some technical issues, to say the absolute least, going for this kind of world. They've never done a big multiplayer game before, ever. So what kind of issues get introduced there? Does does that make any sense? Yep. All right. I think we basically covered everything we possibly can. We had some deeper topics than usual, so we kind of had to go over, go over those a little bit. So. Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of light stuff going on. Stadia aside. Stadia aside, yeah. um, there's just a lot of light stuff. Uh, the PS5 game Returnal got delayed to April 30. I don't think that we mentioned that last time. Yep, uh, we did not mention that before, but, you know, COVID delays, can't be surprised. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. All right, so uh, we'll wrap up here, uh, get things back to normal. Uh, Sam, where can the good people find you, sir? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Samuel Talbert. That's T-O-L-B-E-R-T. And you can find me covering news, opinions, reviews, that sort of stuff over on Windows Central and its sister sites, Android Central and iMore. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, since we can't really give out any details, uh, at least not officially, we want to personally congratulate uh, Undead3XVI, uh, a.k.a. Nicholas yep. Downey, 
on uh, making some big moves, man. Making yep. some big it, it's moves. It's not our place to say. It's not our place to say. Yeah. Um, but you should you should be finding out very shortly. Very, mm. very shortly. Uh, all the Tick alumni are eating good right now. Everybody's eating good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> Look at us. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to wrap things up here. Thank you guys for tuning in. The Multiverse Show, greatest show on Mondays. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Uh, Dollface will be on talking about Animal Crossing. Uh, we'll probably have Mike back. Uh, he's been going through all the uh, the COVID vaccine and all that kind of junk, uh, getting that out of his system and moving on. Uh, the Northeast getting pounded right now with snow, uh, so I'm not surprised that Mike wasn't able to join us. Um, but yeah, so... All right, guys, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you guys next week on the Multiverse.